So today we're going to start with uh, the first half of session 12. This is the Law of One Results uh, relisted version, session 12, which was received January 28, 1981, uh, 33 years ago. This is a long session, uh, mainly about Orion, the negative ET uh, federation grouping that affects Earth mainly 4D negative, um, wanderers and UFOs a bit, and healing close to the bottom. So the first half is very thoroughly in Orion topic, <clears throat> and there's a lot of interesting discussion. So 12.0, Ra greets, I am Ra, I greet you in the love and the light of the infinite creator, I communicate now. <clears throat> and that's how they sort of begin every session, more or less, and anchor and um, lock in and establish their being in the room. 12.1, uh, Don is asking about a call he got from uh, Henry Puharic, who was a famous inventor, uh, Andrija Puharic. I guess he was um, uh, Indian or Pakistani, Bangladeshi, and very um, smart and um, important inventor of many things and uh, collaborator. Uh, saying that he got a call from Mr. Paharic, he'll be next month, he'll be here next month. He knew about that. Is it possible <clears throat> uh, for him to join the group? What about also George Hunt Williamson, who is a very famous uh, contactee of the 50s, who was a friend of Don also, asking what about if he happens to come here, is it all right for him to be in the circle? And Ra... Um, you know, indicates um, the requirements for um, consciousness of those who would be in the group, meaning sitting in the room with Carla receiving at that time. And uh, Ra is not saying, you know, the more the merrier. Ra says, 12.1, these entities at present are not properly attuned for the particular work due to vibrational distortions, which in turn are due to recent lack of time, time-space, which you call busyness. Meaning, they're not attuned for the work to be in the room because distortions in mind and energetics of them, Paharich and George Hunt Williamson, related to their being busy. And so busyness is a kind of restlessness, or can be, uh, a busyness in mind, which is a distortion. It would be requested that the entities spend a brief time space in each diurnal cycle of your planet each, each day in contemplation. At a future time-space in your continuum, you are requested to ask again, this group is highly balanced due to this instrument, Carla's vibratory distortions, due to, firstly, contact with the instrument on a day-to-day -day basis, secondly, due to contact with the instrument through meditation periods, thirdly, through a personal mind-body-spirit complex distortion towards contemplation, which in some causes this group to be effective. So, <clears throat> number one, just because Baharich and George Hunt Williamson are major contributors to um, paranormal studies and did very important things, uh, they have their limitations, but they did their major writers and thinkers. Uh, just because they are that doesn't mean that they're appropriate to join the group because uh, they have distortions associated with being busy in mind at that time. Uh, and Ra explains that the group 
of Jim Carla, Don, Don Jim Carla, uh, is highly balanced due to Carla's vibratory conditions, due to Carla in many ways, due to the fact that they're in contact with her daily, and due to the fact that they meditate together, and due to the fact that um, they all seek uh, contemplation and um, focused um, awareness of the one or of uh, important what's important of true spiritual values, spiritual priority. Uh, and therefore they did take a time every day for contemplation or meditation. They remained centered pretty well for the whole contact. <clears throat> That's why the contact continued. And um, that is required for establishing long-term steady uh, relationship with higher dimensional beings. And now we get into the Orion portion of the discussion. 12.2, Don says, uh, you mentioned that Orion Crusaders came here in chariots. Could you describe a chariot? Ra says, the term chariot is a term used in warfare among your peoples. That is its significance. So a UFO used for warfare. The shape of the Orion craft is one of the following. Firstly, the elongo elongated ovoid shape, like oval, which is of a darker nature than silver, but which has a metallic appearance if seen in the light. In the absence of light, it appears to be red or fiery in some manner. There was a book, of, uh, there was a reference to a fiery chariot in the Bible a couple of places. And um, elongated ovoid shape is a little bit like a cigar shape. Maybe some of those cigar-shaped UFO sightings are of Orion craft. I don't know. Other craft, Bra goes on, other craft include disc-shaped objects of a small nature, approximately 12 feet in your measurement in diameter. The box-like shape, approximately 40 feet to a side in your measurement. Those have been reported also. Other craft can take on a desired shape through the use of thought control mechanisms. Yes including planes that look like they're spraying chemtrails. There are some YouTube videos that show what appear to be planes spraying chemtrails that then change into light or disappear and then reappear. They change their shape mid-flight, uh, and that's very strange. So, uh, Ra goes on, there are various civilization complexes which work within this group, the Orion Federation. Some are more able to use intelligent infinity than others, meaning some can change shape and affect matter by mind or by intention and um, intelligent energy by contact with intelligent infinity. Some are able to do that better than others. Some are more advanced than others. This information is very seldom shared. Therefore, the chariots, the UFOs, vary greatly in shape and appearance. <clears throat> they don't share. Those on the negative path are not into sharing, they're into uh, possession, control, domination, and uh, knowledge is power, so they keep their knowledge close uh, close to the scales, close to their scales, and uh, <clears throat> uh, I'm sure uh, those who really know about these things <laughs> uh, are absolutely sure that Ra is for real when they read this, uh, and that's one reason the raw material and me and uh, LNL has gotten prolonged attack or attention from negatives because uh, I imagine all this is quite quite you know uh, secret and uh, not uh, not not uh, happily shared with the public by Orion so uh, 
12.3. Is there any effort by the Confederation to stop the Orion chariots from arriving here? Good question. <clears throat> Ross says, every effort is made to quarantine this planet. However, the network of guardians, which are eighth density beings, much like any other pattern of patrols on whatever level, does not hinder each and every entity from penetrating quarantine. For if request is made in light love, meaning consciously, the law of one will be met with acquiescence. The quarantine then is effective or they are stopped. If the request is not made due to the slipping through the net, then there is penetration of the net. So there are two types of Orion UFO 4D negative approach. That which um, involves a request or some kind of conscious intentionality to come in. Uh, then they actually are hit by the, the, gar the quarantine or they hit the quarantine and have to turn back. The other one is where they find random windows in the, um, in the quarantine matrix, <clears throat> which is a kind of interdimensional web or membrane that um, protects 3D space-time. There are those uh, membranes, or, or there, is a, there are those windows in the membrane in the quarantine matrix. Uh, that's because the purpose of the quarantine is not to prevent all Orion intervention, but to make it harder. Uh, it's uh, basically balancing um, the free will of Orion and the free will of which wants to come here fully, and the free will of humanity, uh, a small portion of which wants Orion as their um, <laughs> teacher. That's the Illuminati, or very conscious 3D negative, people who, who are upside down and seek um, power, control, domination, and think they're superior and will do any evil. Uh, they have a free, their right to be that way is acknowledged then the right of the positive people here who don't want negatives, and the right of the masses to not be interfered with in their own evolution to move out of confusion. Uh, because the rights of each consciousness orientation or, or group of, of beings, negative, positive, and unpolarized, because each uh, group has uh, the right to their free will and the free will being honored, uh, the quarantine is not uh, waterproof, foolproof, uh, blanket, 100% total, total rejection or elimination of all Orion intervention. There are windows. And that is the case with request not made, in, in, leading to slipping through the net, penetration of the net. The Guardians are 8th density. Don questions further about the request, and this is all good to help us clarify. Who makes the request? Ra doesn't understand make what he said. Maybe there's a auditory sound problem. Don re-questions, how does the Confederation stop the Orion craft or Orion chariot from coming through quarantine? What actions do something, dot, dot, dot. It's actually the Guardians that do the um, quarantine, not the Confederation. Ra says, there is contact at the level of light form or light body being, uh, meaning you know, time-space, uh, uh, the energy fields around Earth, depending on the vibratory level of the Guardian. Now, that's interesting, is that there may be different Guardians involved. I haven't known much about that. Normally, they're considered eighth density, and eighth density. These Guardians sweep reaches of your Earth's energy fields, attempting to be aware of any entities approaching, 
An entity which is approaching is hailed in the name of the one creator. Any entity thus hailed is bathed. The hailing is not like hail, hail uh, centurion. It's something like that, but it's um, it's basically uh, an energy sweep contact. Any entity thus hailed is bathed in love light, or light love, and will of free will obey the quarantine due to the power of the law of one, because these are 40 negatives whose power is inferior to the law of one. They don't, they're not six-density beings who wouldn't be doing this anyway. They are 4D negatives whose power is um, minimal compared to the law of one, which is the law, the karmic law in operation, or karmic law in operation here, which is the basis of quarantining, which is um, the appropriate protection of the free will of all the groups here. That it is not their karma to uh, have uh, Orion overrun, the Orion uh, total, you know, rampaging through the through the windows or through the uh, through the membrane uh, around 3D physical. <clears throat> it's their karma to be protected, and it's their free will that needs to be honored. That is a manifestation of the law of one. And so the entity hailed in the name of the one creator basically is just met with a uh, burst of love light that stops them, and that's the end of that. And they go back. Don explained, Don questions, and Ra explains this. How? What would happen to the entity if he did not obey quarantine after being hailed? Ra said, to not obey quarantine after being hailed on the level of which we speak, the guardians, would be equivalent to your not stopping upon walking into a solid brick wall. Now, you can blast the wall, but we're talking about walking and the power of a body walking compared to a solid brick wall. So, Orion 4D negative power is akin to walking, and in their walking, uh, meeting the uh, quarantine net, quarantine light field, uh, is like hitting a brick wall. They just turn back. What would happen to the entity if he did this? What happened to his chariot? 12.7, Ross says, The creator is one being, that is the law of one. All is one, one is all. You are the creator, all is, is the creator. The vibratory level of those able to reach the quarantine boundaries, meaning their 40 negative vibratory level, is such that upon seeing or contacting the love light net, it is impossible to break this law. Therefore, nothing happens. No attempt is made, there is no confrontation, because they meet the superior power of the love light bathing from the guardians. The only beings who are able to penetrate the quarantine are those who discover windows or distortions in the space-time continua surrounding your planet's energy fields. Through these windows they come, these windows are rare and unpredictable, uh, and they're always uh, looking for that too, the Orion group. And this is what accounts for what we call UFO flaps, 12.8, Don asks. Does it account, does this account for what we call the UFO flaps, where a large number of UFOs show up like in 1973? This is correct. And that's uh, when you, that's, I think, 1973 might have been Hudson Valley, New York, or Belgium, I'm not sure. <clears throat> uh, well, then, are most of the UFOs which are seen in our skies from Orion, 12.9, uh, and Ron explains... Many of, not, not, Rod didn't say all, 
Don says most, he's using the word are most of them, and Ross says many of them. <laughs> That's not the same as most, but it's a substantial percentage. The difference between many and most is quite subtle. <laughs> many of those seen in your skies are of the Orion group. They send out messages. Some are received by those who are oriented towards service to others, meaning wanderers and positively oriented native 3D souls. These messages are then altered to be acceptable to those entities while warning of difficulties ahead. This is the most that self-serving entities can do when faced with those whose wish is to serve others. The contact which the group Orion finds most helpful to their cause, which is planetary uh, conquest, are those contacts made with entities whose orientation is towards service to self. STS, negative polarity, of course. There are many thought-form entities in your skies, now, this is talking about the Confederation, which are of positive nature and are the projections of the Confederation, the thought form projections. They're not solid physical craft, although they have physical characteristics. Other sightings, so this is number three, so we have one, two, three, Orion, Confederation, and the third. Other sightings are due to the inadvertent visualization by your people's optical mechanisms of your own government's weaponry. So, if you see a UFO, what looks like a UFO, uh, <clears throat> excuse me. We have three choices: Orion, Confederation, and uh, made made in the USA or made on Earth. Uh, the first is Orion, and really the majority, I think, are Orion, uh, and U.S. government or you know human government. At the level that the UFOs are made, they're not really national divisions, meaning it's that they're already there is already a shadow one world military government as far as I can intuit. <clears throat> so as to Orion, uh, not only are is the Orion craft kind of flying around, and there are flaps, uh, meaning bunches of UFOs coming and going at a certain point, and then they disappear or they go out of the window, or they're chased away. But they're not just flying around, they're also sending messages at that time. What messages? Well, <clears throat> Uh, it depends on, on who is getting it, you know. When the cow drinks water, turns to milk. When the snake drinks water, turns to poison. Depending on the, the quality of consciousness of the person, of the receiver, uh, the reception from Orion comes out differently. What messages? Well, I don't know exactly, but uh, the messages come out um, for those who are positive, Right? There's a very clear difference between positive and negative here. A thousand times it should be known. There, you know, all is one, all is complete and whole and perfect, and in time and space there is a polarized orientation, positive and negative, with love, without love. For those who are working with love, uh, the messages are altered by Orion, and they also um, are received uh, somewhat differently uh, by the positive people who then end up warning of difficulties ahead. So, you know, there's a UFO sighting and one person um, gets the message, oh my God, the world is going to end their difficulties ahead. And so they go into fear and emphasis on materiality, emphasis on earth changes, emphasis on destruction. And that is a distorted message. That's the result of Orion uh, communication 
coming out of a positively oriented person who's not interested in service to self, but they are interested in, in care for humanity, and uh, they get, however, the distorted message of, you know, difficulties ahead, which really means doom and gloom messages. That's the most that self-serving entities or Orion could do when faced with those whose wishes to serve others in this type of communication or contact. There are other things they can do. The contacts which Orion finds most helpful to their cause, and they have an agenda, are contacts with entities whose orientation is service to self, of course. And that's how they form the elite, enslave the rest, bind control the whole, and move the next stages of planetary enslavement agenda planetary domination. That's what it's all about. So there really is an alien force that is negative, that is trying to take over the planet, but because it's an infringement to humanity's free will, uh, and therefore jeopardizes their own metaphysical evolution, Orion's metaphysical soul, spirit, energy evolution, energy development, soul evolution, to do that infringement, to have that infringement, to make such infringement, therefore they prefer to work behind the scenes. <clears throat> and of course, it's most helpful for them to be in touch with those humans who will tell a deliberate lie, whose lives are telling deliberate lies, and will do any evil, Gautama said, Buddha, uh, about uh, what will help them gain power and control. So that's really what's happening here. And the majority of people are not clued in, understandably, uh, because it's really heinous and wicked and bad. <laughs> and uh, you got to really, uh, you got to really um, exercise discernment and learning and and logic and reason and observation to know what's going on now. And and we only know a little bit. So. Finally, then, there are sightings of people of government weaponry, and Rob talked about that in Session 8. Don goes into specific questions about who contacted who, which group was it that contacted Mr. Henry Paharich in Israel, right around 1972, and um, that was a very important contact related to Yuri Geller, and um, that's a very uh, charged matter, actually. Ross says, we must refrain from answering this query due to the possibility, probability, that your one you call Harry, uh, Henry, Mr. Proharich, Andrija Proharich, will read the answer, which of course he would. This would cause distortions in his future. Uh, it's not beneficial to him to hear that information. It wouldn't help him. Therefore, they refrain. It is necessary that each being use free and complete discernment within, from within the all-self, which is at the heart of the mind-body-spirit complex, this is what I said earlier in our first hour. This is the key to uh, dissolving veil in mind. That each of us use our free and complete discernment by our free will, done freely, according to our own wishes, in our own way, in our own, at our own time, to the extent that we freely wish, using discernment uh, freely, uh, from within ourself to find answers. Uh, <clears throat> in terms of knowing truth, finding answers, learning and growing and discovering what is and what's important, the key, what's necessary, number one, is that each of us use our free and freely use our true 
deep level capacity for discernment. Use that each being use free and complete discernment from within the all self, which is at the heart of our being. So uh, if you want to know, ask yourself. Think about it. Consider it. You know? Really, you can find answers. They're all available. Complete discernment within the all self. Don goes on, wondering about an earlier contact with Puharich, I guess, in 1962. I'm not sure these dates are correct, but uh, Mr. Puharich was doing work for a long time. And um, Don's asking, does it apply also to answering who was in contact with the group in 1962? Uh, and Ross said that was the Confederation. Now, it can be assumed, or it could be uh, conjectured, that the contact in 72 was with Orion, and that's why Ra didn't say it. And they could say it was, what it was, was uh, with the contact 62, 10 years earlier, was Confederation, uh, because somehow there was no danger, uh, or there was no uh, distortion that needed to be cleared through by uh, Poharich knowing that, while the contact in 72, which you have to research, and you know, it's all specific, may well have been Orion. And if you've studied that contact, whatever it was, you could probably find the lies and the deception and the manipulation involved in it, if indeed it was Orion. Going further, 1212, and then we'll go to questions. Did they have any of their craft in our area at that time? Ross says there was no craft, but there was a thought form. Uh, maybe that's in 1962. Normally, the Confederation make contact, the UFO contact of the Confederation are thought forms, not physical craft. Uh, let's take questions now. Um, yeah, well, a physical craft, I guess, would be made with 3D physical materials. You know, rock. Basically, rock. You know, minerals, glass, metals. And a thought form has all the qualities of the minerals that are used in a physical craft, but aren't actually assembled by uh, mind design. And um, although they have the qualities of the mineral or of the material uh, craft, the, they're really not made of that. They're made of thought that can take on the form or the appearance the qualities of matter. And um, how they do it, they imagine it, and then it materializes. They talk to minerals also, like the, how they move, how they um, created the pyramid. They talked about talking to the everlasting rock, getting in touch with the higher self of the rock, actually. So it may be related to that, and I don't really know. Okay? So let's go on. Um... Don asked further about Orion Crusaders, those from 40 negative coming through. 1213, uh, you or mentioned the Orion Crusaders when they do get through it. The net, they give both technical and non-technical information. Roger said messages. Um, we know what you mean by technical, but what type of non-technical information do they give to those they contact? Am I right in assuming... It's all done by telepathic communication. Ross says that's correct, meaning it is telepathic. Through telepathy, the philosophy of the law of one with the distortion of service to self is promulgated. In advanced groups, 
meaning 3D negatives. There are rituals and exercises given, and these have been written down just as the service to others oriented entities have written down the promulgated philosophy of their or our teachers. The philosophy concerns the service of manipulating others that they may experience service towards the other self, thus through this experience becoming able to appreciate service to self. These entities thus would become oriented towards service to self and in turn manipulate yet others so that they might in turn experience the service towards the other self. Now, it's a little wordy. What Ra is saying is, yes, it is telepathic contact. Yes, their messages are sent mind to mind. Uh, what they are sending is basically service to self philosophy. Since all is one, and one is all, then everything, every philosophy is a philosophy of the law of one. Or every philosophy, positive or negative either, uh, is an expression of the one light, the one love light, the one creator, the one infinite life. So there is only the one infinite life, but uh, it's distorted into the ways of polarity. It's distorted into um, the philosophy or the view associated with the positive and the negative path. So that's why Ross said the philosophy of the law of one with the distortion of service to self is promulgated. Positive path teaching could also be called philosophy of the law of one with distortion towards service to other or service to all. It's just raw being uh, precise. Now, there are advanced groups of humans called black magicians, people who are um, uh, working with will and intelligent energy and magic to control others and gain special information and gain metaphysical power to dominate. That's what uh, Ra referred that uh, Rasputin particularly had some had black magical training and was uh, you know black adept, adept even. Crowley Crowley was a mistake. Crowley Alistair Crowley is a totally different story because he's a really positive being and is paying for his mistake now. But uh, Rasputin is now in 40 negative. So there are advanced groups of humans, and they use rituals and exercises, and they get some of that from Orion, yeah, directly. They wrote it down. There are books of these things. And just as there are books uh, of spiritual teaching from the, by those uh, positively oriented people who got that from higher dimensional positive teachers, too. What is the way of service to self teaching philosophy for those advanced groups? Well, it's a philosophy concerning or the method of, the methods of serve, the methods of manipulating others mind control by technology and by mind magic uh, non non-material technology and the ways of using mind you know like um, <laughs> like NLP and some things like that that are used to um, like like some of the negative uh, adaptations of psychology to do psychological operations and cognitive infiltration and uh, you know show the false and hide the real kind of things this now raw calls this a service because all you know all is one means that all activity uh, is the one with the one is of the one to the one in the one as the one so all service positive or negative either service service to other service to self is really service to the one or service 
is that which assists evolution, actually. So that's why Rock calls it the service of manipulating others. It's because all activity, all polarized activity, can be seen as service or offering. In fact, non-polarized living could be seen as a service too, but um, particularly polarized activity, positive or negative, can both be seen as service, service to others, service to the self. That's why they said that. So this is the service of manipulating others, hey, hey, that they may experience service towards the other self, hey, be my slave, you know, this is the service towards the other self. I'm offering you the chance to be my slave under my heel. And when you learn that, then you can go out and put others under your heel too. And that's exactly where they're coming from. And that's exactly where those guys in these organizations think, which is, uh, I'll put up with being uh, abused <laughs> and used like a tool by the boss and the boss's boss's boss because I'm going to rise up the ranks and uh, gain the fruits of uh, power and being able to have all and greater people under my command. Hey, hey. So that's what they're seeking. Uh, they're willing to experience enslavement, temporary partial enslavement, which is their service towards the one dominating them, by that experience becoming able to appreciate serve itself. Hey, what a great path. I can uh, get kicked around and learn how to effectively control and manipulate and exploit others. Wow, that's great. And uh, I'm big shot, and I have a lot of worldly power or more money, and I can kill people, and I can lie and cheat and trick. And everybody thinks, you know, nobody knows. Wow, haha, I'm a big, big guy. So they really like that, and that's the purpose of their life now. Uh, and they are appreciating the way of service to self. Thus, those entities would become oriented towards service to self, and in turn manipulate yet others so that they in turn might experience this service towards other self or the value, you know, the, the, the service of uh, enslavement. So the slave may learn the ways of enslavement. So they may learn the ways of enslaving yet others in time. Manipulate yet others. So they may in turn experience that way. Aha! So 1214, Don asks further, what is, would this be the origin of what we call black magic? Ross says, this is correct in one sense and incorrect in another. This is another important point. Anything we say may be true in one sense and, in, and untrue in another. It may be correct in one way and incorrect in another. So from the perspective of higher self, all is one. From the perspective of a Buddha or Nityananda or somebody who's at a guardian level, they wouldn't say all is one. They're beyond definition regarding unity or duality. They're beyond the the uh, dyad, D-Y-A-D, of unity and duality. It's not that they're in unity. They're beyond unity. They're in infinity. They are infinity. And so their explanation for something, or their understanding of the octave, um, is far greater than ours. So from the level of higher self, all is one. From the levels beyond that, um, that would be seen as somewhat incorrect. It's correct from that by that level, but it's not correct as seen from a more expanded awareness, more expanded totality of being in infinity. So much of what we say or think is correct in one sense and incorrect in another. This is an important point. 
Anyway, Ross says, uh, yeah, the Orion group has aided the so-called negatively oriented among your mind-body-spirit complexes, meaning the negatively oriented humans. These same entities would be concerning themselves with service of self in any case. Right. And there are many upon your so-called inner planes which are negatively oriented. Many. And are thus available as inner teachers or guides and so-called possessors of certain souls who seek this distortion of service to self. A loaded answer. So, uh, yes, Orion is one origin of black magic, which is the, uh, the, the details regarding the exercises and practices and techniques uh, of um, advanced development on the negative path, contact with higher dimensional negatives. Uh, Orion has aided uh, though, you know, negatively oriented humans from day one. Uh, however, these same humans who are interested in service of self uh, would be, Ross says, they'd be concerning themselves with the service of self in any case, and um, Orion didn't make them that way. And there are many non-human or non-physical beings on the astral planes, the so-called inner planes, 3D time space, 3.4, 3.5, 3.6, they're really not 3.6, but 3.4, 3.5 mainly, uh, who are negatively oriented and available as inner teachers or guides and possessors of certain souls. So you want to play with the black magicians on the inner planes, you contract. And when you contract, the contract is not easily broken. It can be broken, but it's not easily broken. And uh, one signs up for big pain and suffering, uh, anguish, actually, uh, in the breaking of such contract. So be careful who you contract with. And so if you contract with uh, a black magician, let's just call it black magician, they're not black-skinned, but they have dimmed the light of love. Uh, and so these entities on the inner planes, which is the mid-levels mid, uh, of the astral, they're not, they're not thought forms, they are ensouled. They have free will. They've chosen the negative. Uh, if you want to play with them and use them as inner teachers and guides, you, it is done under contract, and um, they will. In, that contract involves partial possession of your soul. That's why Ross said so-called possessors of certain souls. So people who are service to self are partially possessed, because you know high-level negatives don't make deals that they lose. That's why they're higher. They they know what they're doing. So. If they're not going to win, they don't make the deal. They don't sign a contract where they're going to lose. Uh, and part of what they win is um, partial control over the spirit complex of the human, which is called possessant of soul. All right, <clears throat> 12.15. Is it possible for an entity here on Earth to be so confused as to call both Confederation and Orion in an alternating way, one then the other, and back and back? Yeah, absolutely. And Ross says, um, it is entirely possible for the untuned channel, meaning a person seeking information by telepathic reception with inner planes, higher dimensions, it's possible for the untuned channel, as you call that service, to receive both positive and negative communications if the entity at base of its confusion is oriented towards service to self. We'll get back to this. Then... The entity will begin, if he's, uh, sorry, if base of its confusion is oriented towards service to others, 
the entity will begin to receive messages of doom, doom and gloom. If the entity at the base of the complex of beingness is oriented towards service to self, negative, then the crusaders, who in this case don't find it necessary to lie, at least not totally lie, will simply begin to give the philosophy they're here to give. Many of your so-called contacts among your peoples have been confused. Many. Many. And self-destructive, because the channels were oriented towards service to others, they're positive, but in the desire for proof, were open to the lying information of the crusaders, who were then able to neutralize the effectiveness of the channel. And most of these crusaders are fourth density negative, of course. Now, and that's 1216. The untuned channel is the channel who hasn't done sufficient spiritual preparatory work uh, before they're seeking information. Not dissimilar, not wholly dissimilar from uh, the person who's seeking to go out of body, or lucid dreaming, or psychic awareness, uh, without sufficient spiritual preparation, which includes a thorough review of one's motivations and uh, self-challenging. Uh, you know, why do I want this? So many untuned, many channels are untuned. Many of them, most of them are service to others. They're positive. But it's common. It's entirely possible. In fact, it's very common that they receive both positive and negative communications called a mixed contact. What determines what comes out of their mouth and what they'll end up doing is in many ways um, the orientation uh, at the base of their beingness. So there are two ways of talking. The entity, If the entity at the base of its confusion, meaning at the base of its beingness, is oriented towards service to other, positive, they get messages of doom and gloom. And so you see some, many, many, common human channels talk about doom and doom and doom. We've got to save the planet, we'll destroy the planet, we've got to save the planet, or else we'll be destroyed, oh my God. And that's about all they say. And they think that's a big thing. Like, oh, I was told by the ambassador of the confederation of that group and the bar that we have to stop destroying the planet. <laughs> okay, that's great. Well, we've been hearing that for 50 years, you know. Uh... Or, you know, we're going to be destroyed, and then they get stuck in fear. Then, the alternative is the other entity at the base of the complex of beingness, uh, which is really the same. Below, the, below one's confusion is um, the uh, complex of beingness, the beingness complex. What is beingness complex? It's actually higher self. So, uh, are there positive and negative higher selves? Not exactly, they're beyond polarity, but um, there is a kind of stamp at the level of higher self or at the level of beingness, soul level of the evolving mind-body-spirit complex, a deeper level of our mind and our, our total beingness, yet not exactly higher self, but not too far, not much different. I don't understand it fully, but it's the term beingness is used by Ra for higher self. So if the person at the at their true soul beingness level is positive, then they're just going to get messages of doom and gloom and they'll go off to be a, you know, a freaked out channel. If indeed they are service to other, service to self, then the Orion doesn't really lie directly or they don't fully lie. <laughs> they only lie partially. 
they give the philosophy they're here to give, which is the ways of mind control and domination of others. Uh, many of your so-called contacts have been confused and self-destructive. Confused equals self-destructive. Confusion is the basis of self-destruction. Self-harming is rooted in confusion. Negatives are not self-harming. Crowley was self-harming because he was distorted. Rasputin wasn't self-harming uh, or self-destructive. He wasn't confused. He was clearly negative. And off he goes. So, self-destructive is rooted in confusion, and deep confusion is the basis of self-destructive, self-harming, self-limiting. So please, let us get clear, so we're not self-destructive. Many contacts among your peoples have been confused and self-destructive, because the channels were oriented towards service to others, the channels positive, but in the desire for proof, bing, 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 big point here, in their desire for proof, they were open, vulnerable, and gullible to the lying information of the Crusaders, who were then able to neutralize the effectiveness of the channel. The channel was, their effectiveness was neutralized. Zero. Self-destructive. Even though that's a good person, channeling. Why? Because they're untuned or they're not clear with their confusion. What confusion? The confusion partly of what the heck they're doing there. Why are you channeling? And also, do you know the difference between positive and negative? And do you know the difference between high and low? There is six-density information. There is 4D, fourth-density positive information. There is mixed, confused information, positive and negative. There is pure positive and negative information. Do you know the difference? Do you know you know? Are you quite sure or firmly acknowledging or believing that you are sure after exhaustive investigation? Is that even done before those people do channeling? Normally not. Do you really search your motives before you start channeling? Very few people do that. And also there's the desire for proof. <clears throat> the desire for proof um, is the sense that uh, I want you to show me you're real, then I'll think you're good. <laughs> if you show me you're real, since I'm desiring proof, uh, I'm desiring proof, so please show me you're real, therefore I'll think you're positive, I'll believe you're positive, and I'll do what you say, or I'll say what you tell me. That's already confused, but it's the desire for proof which, which demonstrates a lack of faith. It demonstrates a lack of inner knowing. It's a, it demonstrates self-mistrust. Desire for proof uh, demonstrates a mistrust of the deep knowing of self and demonstrates a prioritization or, or a value overvaluation of material existence as the basis of discernment. Just because they prove they exist doesn't mean they're positive. Hey, hey. <clears throat> you know? Just because an entity zaps you in the chest doesn't mean they're positive. Just because they wink on and off doesn't mean they're positive. It just means they're real. Real enough. Yeah, okay. It's real. So, is it positive? Uh, you don't need their, you don't need demonstration of their proof or their proof of their reality, their physicality, to determine positive, to learn, to determine polarity. Polarity is known by you. By, uh, by their fruits shall ye know them. By the nature of the teaching, shall ye know them. 
if the source is talking doom and gloom, uh, fear of catastrophe coming, 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 oh my God, that's negative teaching. That's not the way of a positive teacher. There is warning of disaster, but it isn't that which is associated with doom or the inevitability of destruction. So <clears throat> in the desire for proof, untuned, confused, unclear channels and spiritual seekers become open to the lying information of negative 4D. This is a very important point. So Ra says of themselves, we offer truth without proof. If you don't like it, go right ahead and leave. <laughs> they didn't say that. I said that. So they offer truth without proof. If you like it, take it. If you don't like it, leave. Or you can stay, but please, you know, <laughs> be peaceful. If you don't like it, you don't have to take it. Anyway, you've got to think for yourself. Uh, proof uh, of, uh, of physical existence or so-called reality, the proof of something being real, proof of higher dimensional being being real because it can manifest physically, isn't an uh, indication of polarity. It's just an indication that, yeah, there's really an entity there. It's not your imagination. Okay, so... And that actually um, indicates the person doesn't really uh, understand the primacy of um, discernment of orientation and motive. Primacy, primal, number one, is discerning if the source is positive or negative. Does it come in love and truth or not? That's not uh, evidenced by proving. It's evidenced by your conscience and your heart knowing. <clears throat> uh, a couple more questions and then we'll... Uh, maybe we should end actually soon. Let me just see. Uh, okay, just a couple more. Well, I think we should actually take a break. We'll, pause, we'll, we'll end, today's reading for, end today's reading right here. Because the next set of questions get into um, Men in Black and Orion Robots and um, some very deep talking about mistake and the Law of One. Uh, Ra said many, many times there are no mistakes under the Law of One. We'll get into this next time, 1224. Um, many times, if you search for the word mistake, in the Law of One, you'll see 23 results. Uh, some of them are done using the word mistake. But uh, 1224, Ross says there are no mistakes under the Law of One. 1434, Ross says there are no mistakes. And uh, 6917, Ross says, although there are no mistakes, there are surprises. Uh, seven seventy-eight twenty-seven session seventy-eight. Ross says there are no mistakes. Forty-four seventeen. Ross says there are no mistakes. Uh, Thirty-two one. Ross says there are no mistakes. So there are no mistakes. There are no mistakes. However, <laughs> however, eighteen twenty-three. Ross says regarding Yahweh of the Confederation, the original Yahweh, contacting Moses, Ra said, Yahweh was of the Confederation, but was mistaken in its attempts to aid. 
bear that in mind. Uh, many times Ra says there are no mistakes. Many times. And according to the real absolute truth of the law of one, there are no mistakes. All is complete and whole and perfect. And when talking about Yahweh group of the confederation <clears throat> that uh, did various things with Moses and the Hebrew people and this and that, Ra said Yahweh uh, was of the confederation but was mistaken in its attempts to aid. Now you can say that there are no mistakes and uh, from the view of um, mm, a, a, a planned intervention, which is what a, what Yahweh Confederation Yahweh was doing, a planned confeder plan, planned intervention intervention <clears throat> to help humanity. Uh, their thinking was confused or led to trouble and a resurgence of negativity. That was a mistaken attempt to aid. They were mistaken in their attempts to aid. So, there are no mistakes, but we can certainly, and Ra demonstrates it here, can certainly understand that even high confederation beings can be said to make mistakes. It's a relative assessment, uh, but it's also relatively true. It's not an absolute understanding or an absolute, an understanding in absolute unified truth, there are no mistakes. However, in the relative view of reality, which is, is you know, a portion of reality, time and space, uh, yeah, we can say they were mistaken in their attempts to aid. And so we'll, we'll talk more about that next time. And next time we'll pick up at uh, 1217 uh, in terms of um, fourth density entities. Then there'll be more about Orion and the Law of One and something about Wanderers, and hopefully we'll be able to finish the session next time, maybe not. So that's end for today. So thank you for being here, and um, we'll continue session 12 next time.